seems like that's coming. Yeah, oh yeah, we're definitely going to be locked down again. I wouldn't be too worried about making your way out here to <laughs> get locked down with you. I mean, that's, we do yeah. the lockdown podcast. It's worst like, places to be locked down, man. It's a be descent into madness. Who will kill first? You will be the first victim. <laughs> I think you would be dead as fried chicken. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm making you think that, but in actual fact, watch your back. That's right. Super one eye open. No, no, I, I think I'm the first to go anyway. As yeah, soon as, um, me and we go. <laughs> why? I would come in and day one, I would complain about the fact that you uh, haven't got enough foods that I would eat. And I would complain that you have not renewed your Xbox Live subscription and I would be out the window. Dude, I've got, I've got a pantry in my house now. Oh my goodness. For the first time. I was making a list of all the shit I have to have in my, my house when I buy a house. And all right, and Pantry was, is number one. Well, not the number one, but it was on the list. <laughs> Two. And lo and behold, the place I find has a pantry. So I've renamed oh it the Costco Closet. So now it's just mm. overflow for when the lockdown comes. I've already started stocking up on the uh, non-perishables and canned goody goods. So it's all good. Have you bought 18,000 rolls of toilet paper? Because apparently I, that's necessary. Not yet. That's my next order. Ah, uh, jeez, we're going to have the same situation again. No, do not stockpile. <laughs> it's going to happen. You have to get People won't learn the lesson. Don't do it's it. Even, it's not even, it's, it doesn't even make, it wouldn't, especially now people know that they don't need to do it, but people will still do it. It won't even make any sense. Because yeah. that's the, sense, yeah. that was the habit that they, they found themselves falling into. That was the pattern. And that was mm. the, um, trying to think of the right words for it, but that was what, you know, everyone was doing. So they're like, we need to continue on with this. Uh, well, it has a domino progress. effect. Because if somebody's stockpiling, then it fucks everybody else up. Well, not just one person, but if a lot of people are doing it, then you're like, I've got to do it. I haven't got a choice. You can't get bullied into it. They're still limiting the, your ability to buy. I, like I ordered some because I get lazy yeah. sometimes, but they still they make they sell pancakes like pre mixed this giant Costco bag of pre mixed pancake stuff, and they're still limiting the uh, amount you can buy, which I thought was crazy. Apparently, people were buying that stuff. Uh, well, on a pancake how... or like yeah. key items, or just like all items. No, it was just that one <laughs> item. At least uh, pancakes, pre made pancakes. It's just a powder. Yeah, like the you know, powder it's mix. A, it's like the a flour. Yeah, it's just the, 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 the oh, dry bit. I thought, you were, I thought you were saying like pre-made, already ready, cooked, flipped, ready to go pancakes. Nah, not okay. those. Nah, the powder ones where you add some water or milk or whatever, and then you pour it in. The Shake it up, scale. man. Yeah. Shake and bake. So I think, I think what we're looking at is welcome to the show you guys I, you know what's up um we're we're here finally as you say i moved Jirai Rai was over in amsterdam glad you made it back uh, you didn't get arrested on the smuggling and drug side of the game so uh well yeah because i know you encouraged me to bring some stuff back but i was like why is trying to like mess my life up <laughs> Sorry. Well, i decided to just ignore everything more, you said it's a lot more efficient when you're not on the pod so we were hoping <laughs> If we got you uh, efficiency, up, please. It would, we wouldn't have to have come up with any excuses for doing the pod on a different. Because everybody's just like, I love an efficient podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep it moving, moving, moving. Um, so yeah, there's, 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 you know, everyone's going back to school, university, and so on. They've got super spreaders in these universities. Um, 
I think we'll see a lockdown. I think we won't see it again until after Christmas, though. I think what we'll see is the governments know that we got to keep the economy moving a little bit. And the holidays are here. They're going to play it off as that's just the flu. It's cold and flu season anyway. And come January, boom. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Like nationwide lockdown as opposed to the current trend of like localized ones. Oh, that'll continue. That's the, in my opinion, that's the, um, that's them keeping it in, in your subconscious. They're locking down over here. They're, you know, like, don't forget. Here. We got the rule of six, I think it's called, or some shit like that. Um, yeah. You got all that stuff going on just to keep it in the back of your mind. And, then and did one, you see the thing about pubs? No. Go. I think the pubs are going to be closing earlier, possibly um, if the rule of six um, doesn't prove as effective as they hope. So I think they're going to like, I think it's like ridiculous though. They're like closing the pubs like at 10 p.m., which I'm like, well, that's not exactly a massive jump from their current closing times, especially in this area. Why does that matter though? I don't understand why that matters. What is closing saying, early doing? Dude. Exactly. This is the thing. So now it's being ridiculed and people are like, oh yeah, because COVID becomes like far more contagious after 10 p.m. so yeah i i saw it on the metro and um yeah i just i just don't quite get the logic and then i don't quite understand when it's like okay guys we're going to implement this new rule but it's going to be two weeks until it takes effect why two weeks so yeah those things it makes no sense to me doing that i don't get that either no i don't i don't understand it it's like okay guys so before like the rule of six um, okay, cool. Um, what's really stopping you from having seven people over? Eight people? Like big, ga- you can have like, well, you know, gatherings within the restrictions or whatever. But it's a bit like, yeah, two weeks, give it three days, you know, maybe, I don't know, for some whatever adjustments that what's have to be made two, by What's the two bubbles. weeks? I don't, I haven't heard that bit. What's the two weeks about? It's just when they introduce a measure, it's usually, they, they give the public two weeks to kind of mentally adjust until it comes uh, into force. Uh, yeah, and people so are just we can like, still kind of we can still kind of fool around with it a little bit now, but we have to in two weeks. Oh, up until up until Monday, we had it was it like we had like a two week notice before. Oh, and it so started Monday on Monday was like the, the smackdown. Okay. okay. Yeah, mm. but the problem or whatever the day was, but the problem is, is that you get like this this window of time where people go okay, it's about to change, so let's abuse the life out of it up until mm-hmm. then. Right. So, like, right. the weekend before, everyone's like, okay, so it's Saturday night, we're about to go into Sunday, we've got 24 hours left, let's get 50 people in a room and have a party because we've forgotten why we're doing this in the first place. And then the whole thing just falls apart anyway. So the, you're negating it. You also make it seem less serious if, there's, if you put a two-week window on it. If you yeah, put a two-week window definitely. on something, it's not serious. Or I'm not, or I'm not taking it seriously, yeah. really. It's like you say to somebody, you're like, you're like, hey, we should catch up. And you're like, two weeks' time? Like, yeah. You know, it's like you're not really that bothered about that person. You're not, you know, otherwise you'd make it happen. So, so I, yeah. I heard the police say they're not even really equipped to really be enforcing this. And I saw some, um, I saw some uh, healthcare professional in the, in the government indicate that if i saw somebody or a group of people violating this i would definitely call the police so mm-hmm. the police are like we can't come to all these little you know what do you, what do you call them curtain um fuck, what do you 
column. You came with some cool. What behind the peeping Tom behind the curtain thing? Yeah. Okay, we're not going to be the police are like, we're not going to be peeping toms. Yeah, they're like, well, we're not going to be able to come <laughs> out every time you guys want to call the police just because you're curtain tuggers or something he called it. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, curtain twitches. Curtain twitches, that's the one. You guys come up with cool stuff. I like, I like <laughs> speeches. I have to say, as a side, side note, my favorite thing that I've ever heard in, in an English, English uh, context is there's a place called Chalky Wacky Doodah or Dude Chalky Wacky. I am Brighton. What the fuck? That is the coolest name for anything ever. I, that's so creative. <laughs> I love it. We should have a Chalky Walky Doodah podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going. On, what's going to happen with that? I uh, saw that they're looking to um, employ employ um, volunteers and stuff. And I'm like, I would love to do a kind of like preemptive profile of these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> aka party poopers (laughs) it's not quite like that i know this is serious but it's just like i think people really like to do they like to do that though i mean like in america i was watching something on on the internet the other day where these guys go to the border and they enforce the border you know so that they patrol the border so that you know the illegal so they can't get the mexicans in yeah so they yeah, get them really drugs over and all this other shit you know and this one guy's like i came from he came from like 15 hours away this guy drove mm. it's like i drove mm. 15 hours and me and my buddy i'm like god damn you, you got nothing going on in your life but to me it just becomes something that you're very vigilant about um and, and and we do this now it seems like yeah. there was this thing with man spreading in at least in the states so if you're sat on the train or on the subway and you're a guy and you're sat with your legs like this instead of your legs like this women were losing their mind out of nowhere this whole thing is is now a cause you can't sit like that and now they're they're out there just like a militia you know, so we get behind these groups, we get behind these ideologies, and we give it all our energy because we want to belong to something. We want to be heard. I think we definitely have created a society where if we're not heard, we need to get around more people that agree with us so that, well, if, if I'm not heard individually, I got 20 people, we've got to be heard now. So we want to be recognized for our, our ideologies, I feel. Oh yeah, but that's not a new phenomenon. That's just that's humankind. That's society, yeah, it is. tribes, it is. It and is, we get to surround people with similar mentalities to kind of prop up what we think. Most no, of the time, it's kind of true, like attracts we're, like. But we're more we're more militant about it now. We weren't like this before uh, okay. social media. Yeah. There, there was no there was no group mentality where we're going to shut your store down. We're going to cancel. Here's a perfect example. There's a a, a group of vegans where at this uh, butcher shop and let's see if I can find it really quick, Stoke-on-Trent, I think that's way up north. So they're the, mm. Stoke, they're the Stoke-on-Trent animal rights activists, nicknamed Star. So they would go, <laughs> they go out in front of this, <laughs> they go out in front of this, this butcher shop and they got these signs and they've got, you know, it's got like a dog and it's got a pig and it's like, why do you love one and not the other? And they've created this mob mentality. We're going to go and we're going to stand in front of this, this, this random butcher 
and we're going to protest. We're going to draw attention to our cause because there's, uh-huh. there's 10 of us or whatever. If you're out there one person, you know, you know, you really got a good protest going. You know, get the fuck out of here. But the funny thing that caught my eye about this story was that people were, or, or a car of people, were driving past them, throwing KFC at them because they were like, you know, you guys are wilding. Bam, chicken wings. So the mentality is there. We want to be heard. Mm. we're gonna do what we're gonna do and i think that you're gonna see english people especially and americans would, would definitely buy into this i think but i think they're definitely gonna say yeah my neighbor's got you know seven eight people over there or whatever okay here's my question then okay yeah, so if the police knock at your door and there's two of them yeah. and they go uh we hear there's a party over here and you've got more than six people uh can we come in and if you say actually no there's six of us uh and if you two come in that makes eight so you guys just have to not come in at all if they come in they're breaking the rule themselves without knowledge oh yeah but it's a temporary measure in order to implement the law yeah don't let them in don't let them in they're violent just be like you guys gonna make me violate you say you guys gonna make me violate the law by coming in i can't let you come in got six people here prove me wrong that's it. <laughs> I don't think the police really care. I, I think they they know they've got more important things. To they've do. got bigger. They've got way bigger problems yeah, than what man. is than dis- like dispersing groups of seven. Oh, groups of seven. That's wild. That's like when you when I was younger, I used to go to the mall. I used to work in this mall in the, in the lesser uh, fashionable part of town, shall we say? And they wouldn't let people walk in groups of more than four and i know why they were doing that because it was a little for like crime things so profile type thing but um it's the same thing so you can't have more than a group of six or whatever and you know that includes children as well which is a bit controversial say again so the rule of six rule um covers children and adults whilst Mm -hmm. in scotland um, the rule of six does it only covers adults. So there is a petition. Yeah. So there's a petition um, in England at the moment doing the rounds saying they should um, use the same rule as Scotland because it's um, really preventing a lot of um, what you call it, support bubbles um, right. at families, with young children, etc., and get grandparents from being able to keep their current arrangement. Hmm. Um, so I found that interesting. I mean, I feel like, yeah, okay, right, I get the support bubble. Yeah, and if they're being quite stringent with how they're observing things, like that's great. But then I'm like, kids now going back to school, <laughs> um, they are probably, you know, they're just they're as just contagious the, as anybody else. Anyway, they're disease so magnets sure. right now. They're disease so that's exactly right it. Now. So I'm not too sure if that really is the right way to go. They're always the disease magnet. They're <laughs> ever, even when they're little, they, right from birth, they're always the, the most effective and the most affected. So the, the little children and, and, and uh, seniors, excuse me. Um, so what do you think this new lockdown is going to look like? I mean, we've got, we've been through this once. We saw how people mm. panicked. We assume that people are going to be a little bit more controlled and, and methodical with their approaches towards maybe buying groceries and the way they move about the city and go about their everyday lives. I know someone that's been told that their office is going back to work next month after having been at home since March. 
And mm. I don't really see the point. Why am I going yeah. back into the office right now when, firstly, they already told us there's going to be another lockdown. They told us that back in the, in the first one, or there was going to yeah. be another, a second wave. Sorry, they didn't say there'd be a lockdown, a second wave. So we already are expecting there to be a second wave. So why expose us to everybody that's been in their little pockets, assumingly, uh, uh, as they were supposed to be? But mm. you can work from home. I don't need to be it's in the office. If I've been at work all this time at my house, I think there's something financial that these companies have to be benefiting uh, from as a result. Otherwise, I, think, I mean, I think they're getting breaks for like they get certain breaks for having buildings that fill uh, like tax breaks for having to pay rent for buildings that they can write off. It gives, I think it gives a certain leeway of like either insurance or uh, I don't know, building rental or paying for maintenance or whatever it is that they were able to write off before that they can't write off now or something like that. It's oh, got to be. Interesting. Or maybe, yeah, they're just like, we're stuck, we're tied into a lease. We need to get some value for what we're doing, you know. But then I think, then again, I mean, I think I agree with you. I just feel like, what is the point of getting people to come in? I feel like they're actually less productive, um, having to do the commute. They're not eating as healthy. They're not resting as much. They're not spending time with their uh, friends and family as much, having to do the commute. Um, not the commute, just like whatever, everything as extra extraneous to um working in an office but then also you know what some people they can't really work at home they can't like they might have like a really tiny like studio place so but then again i feel that should be an option that's rolled out to the employees just like if you really need you know that space um you know it's up to you you can come in but it should not really be encouraged but also i think it's just this culture of companies not really trusting their employees yeah yeah, yeah and it's, it's the whole you've got to be seen thing but obviously kind of watered down given the current circumstances so i mean we like the uk is really behind so many other nations in terms of like flexible and remote working and unfortunately um, you know, I was looking at jobs and I was surprised by the amount that was saying you'd have to go in, you know, eventually, like full time. It wasn't even like, okay, yeah, we would only require you to be, come in, to, you know, twice a week. It was they're kind of, they were expecting things to go back to, back to normal, which I feel like the government should have more of an influence on that, to be honest. Nah, it's all, it's all, the, the government does have an influence on it. And I think this is what one of the key aspects that I don't feel that any, that at least any of the circles that I'm involved in are discussing. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of touching on this uh, with someone the other day. The bankers are the only ones that are benefiting from all of this. They're laughing. Oh, I thought you didn't pay the light bill over there. I was like, damn, they really struggling over there. So <laughs> Times are hard. They got the well, candles lit. Okay. He the only one going back to work. Um, bankers, top of the pyramid, right? Beneath the bankers, you've got the government. The, when I say the bankers, I mean like the the IMF, the the central banks. You know, not. Not you know the like city city bank wankers. Yeah, no, I don't mean those those clowns. They're right beneath the the Federal Reserve banks. Those banks I'm talking about. So right beneath that, you've got you know 
you got the government, then you've got the regular banks that we go to, and then you've got us, the wage, the slaves, you know, that, that keep everything running. So everyone still has to pay their rent, these businesses, you know, you get a little bit of a break and so on, but they're still demanding money. Everyone is still demanding money. I can't go and get stuff without giving money. So if we don't work, then they don't make they don't make as much money but you're saying the government should have something to do with it the government issues all this money out they're the ones that take the money from the federal reserve at a whatever the interest rate that they may have been charged in exchange for these bonds that they give them and then they give us the paper money which is debt that they obviously have accrued through the imf or the fed and they give it to us. So that's why when they're printing cash, this quantitative easing nonsense that they do, um, they're just putting us further and further and further in debt. So we have to reopen because the government needs that money and the government's topple if we don't keep them propped up. And the messed up thing is they're giving the money that they do have to bail out these big businesses. The, you know, the Ford Motor Company gets bailed out. The ones that don't need it. The, the ones, ones that, that don't the ones that do it. not need it. They don't need it. I need it. Y'all need it. You know what I'm saying? It's like these companies are getting tens of millions of dollars, if not more, and they don't want to give us shit. But we I have think, to still I think, pay our rent and our mortgages and, and so on. Go. I think Kanye West's uh, Yeezy line. I I don't know if they took it, but I think they got offered, I think it was in the news, they got offered, I think, something like $5 million um, as part of their, like, part of like the US bailout package as a company, obviously, linked with Adidas anyway, so they're backed by Adidas, so they're not going to go under because Adidas aren't going under. Right. And backed by Kanye West himself, who obviously has way more than £5 million in his bank account, if he really needs to use it. Um yeah, they they get it, but yet loads of small businesses are going down because they seem to. It's weird how these, the way that this chain works, everyone seems to forget that the actual crucial bit is the bit at the bottom with all the small businesses and with the people, because giving Kanye West Easy Line five million dollars essentially benefits no one apart from Kanye West and probably say sixty workers maybe. Right. If you were to split that among an actual community, you help thousands of people because you can keep people buying things that they would actually use and they can replace the things on their car and they can buy the new washing machine and they can do the shopping and they can go out and book more holidays and buy new cars. Like that's where the money should be going really to actually, and that's what will boost the economy more. And more people will then buy said Yeezys because they'll have more money because they will have been given the stuff. Don't give, don't go straight to the company because you lose, you miss the whole point of the thing in the first place. You're, I agree with you and I completely disagree with you and, and only because of something that I was watching earlier. And you're absolutely right about giving us the money at the bottom because we buy the groceries and so on. But the thing is, and, and I noticed this in the US, is that after the 08 market crash and people weren't spending the money. So if you had the money, you put the money up, right? So if you were given a bailout uh, from the government or whatever, people weren't spending that money. They were afraid to spend it. So if you gave us 5 million in the community, they're afraid that we're not gonna spend it and, and stick it back into the economy. 
So they can't do that. And if they do that, then it's just essentially to them, they pissed away $5 million. Whereas if you give 5 million to Kanye, Kanye's keeping product out for us to consume, which is all they care about. And he's keeping this big business going, which can then produce more shit down the line once all this is ended. But the problem is, is that, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but all, all I was watching this yesterday, all of the money that is, you know, the, the wealth in the world is most of it's held by like 1% of the, of the world's population, right? And something like 10% of that 1% controls 90% of that money, which means that that 10% of 1%, I think had as much money as everybody else on the fucking earth. So that's crazy. So every, they say every time we spend, it all goes back to them anyway. That's why they just keep it within their circle because. Oh yeah, it's irrelevant. They own, if you own all the supermarkets, you don't care who, which supermarket people go to. They you just, you, cause you just know they need to go to a supermarket. That's all, that's all it is. You get all the money anyway. Yeah. Um, but I will say the 08, the 08 is, is slightly different. People weren't spending the money because the problem with 08 was it was actually the bank's bad business in the first place. This is a different scenario of, it's the whole economy's gone because of a because of a pandemic and something that's out almost almost outside of everybody's control. Whereas 08 was essentially don't trust the banks because they've screwed everyone over because they've been playing this game with all of our money, everybody's money for years. And all it's basically done now is it's grown to such a massive monster that as soon as the fucking floodgates opened, everybody, everybody drowned. So why? So at that point, when you're bailed out, then you're not gonna you're not gonna spend it because you like, or, or you even want to keep it in the bank because you're gonna be like these guys lost my money last time. They're the reason I don't have a pension now. So you're not gonna spend it. You're gonna keep it. Whereas now it should be a different outlook of, uh, well, obviously this was outside everyone's control. I'm now gonna be sensible with this, but I still need to do these things. You give it to the. I think I just think give money to the general population. And they will put it back in the economy. They may save more of it and try and build up more themselves as well. But they ultimately, you give it to the people that will spend it. Give Everybody a needs a universal allowance. That's what needs to happen. Give a millionaire £10,000. It makes no difference to their life. They won't spend it on anything productive. Give someone who makes £30,000 a year £1,000. They will do something with it. But also, then I think there's a question of these billionaires or whatever, they need to give more, they need to be taxed. They can't be these bloody tax dodgers or whatever. Like all these big companies have been getting away with it. It's absolute bollocks being protected by the government. And it's just like, how much money can you spend in your lifetime? It's just such an uneven distribution of money in the world. And yeah, I really do feel one of the good things that could happen from this, the silver lining of the whole pandemic, is that people, there could be a fucking revolution in terms to get a universal allowance for everybody in the world. Everybody. How do you see that? How do you see that even coming to fruition? How do you even see that beginning just to be discussed as a possibility? Because if I control all the money and it's the two of you that want me to give you my money, what are you going to do 
to push me into that position to even tax them, tax the fuck out of them. And if they don't pay the tax, they'll send to jail. They're not going to tax them. You got to like... hide. You got to find this money. Where the fuck are they hiding it? And they, people know. Everybody fucking knows. All these tax havens, all this kind of shit. Like things need to change. I like the idea, and it, that's how it should be. But the problem is, is that it doesn't. Even it, let's just say Vaughn is the one controlling that this whole, you know, 0.1% of the 10% or whatever it is, it doesn't matter if there's two of us or 10,000 of us, because even he's the one that controls it. And the two people below him are the ones that hold all the power to make the laws. And he's already got them in his pocket because he's giving them enough money and power. And then people below them again, there's too many levels down from those top people before us yeah. that it matters. It doesn't matter how many of us get together. You could have everyone else in a room apart from like the top six people it wouldn't happen still, still wouldn't happen but also governments still that's still not in the interest it. of the governments because a lot of them have been funded by these individuals corporations or whatever and they've been put it into power to protect their interests so well, that's, that's yeah. why you won't ever get it is that's that was well i know but i think we've got to like fucking try no what needs to happen is and I don't I don't disagree with you with regards to trying. Yes, what needs to happen, and the only thing that could happen, and this will never happen, is you need to completely mm. restructure government. You need to completely eliminate it and structure it in a completely different way, or we get rid of fiat currency and we go with crypto completely. And that way, I'm not tied to any type of um, federal Exchange reserve. Rate. That's right. That's going to be a central banking system across the world that's giving me money and they're in control of everything. So once we get rid of that, then we can have that discussion. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get every group, right? Every group to agree to put all their other group bullshit aside. You can't, you can't, you can't even imagine how hard it is to get two groups to, to agree on Coke or Pepsi, Apple, PC, gay, not gay, black lives, cop lives. We are so divided. Everybody is on one side of the coin on the other on practically everything. Vegan, I want some chicken. It's not happening, right? So if you think that you're going to be able to get all those people, and they, they bank on this. They bank on that knowledge, knowing that yeah. we are completely divided. They got this politics shit going on now. So, yes, yeah, so now you got Republican, Democrat. So you you vote for this guy. Fuck you. I hate you. I'm on this side. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So it's it's tough. It's a messy situation. And to hear me say it, it's almost as if to say, well, what are we going to do? Bury your head in the sand and just do nothing. But. Um, You're like, yep. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? If something, if something could be done, you, it would have, for example, with like Amazon and Starbucks. That uh, well, obviously Jeff Bezos is a centi billionaire, so he's he's worth over a hundred billion dollars. And Amazon makes I don't even I wouldn't even be able to guess how much money Amazon makes per day, week, month, year. They're laughing. Yeah, they, Yet they still can't, apparently, people still can't force Amazon to pay their taxes properly in each and every country. Like, if you, if you can't do that for one company and essentially one man, mm. then you've got, then you've got, until you could do that, 
like don't even worry about the system changing like you'd almost you don't even if you try and go too big with the system you'll lose mm. you might as well try going company by company and saying and making sure that amazon somehow and it, it wouldn't happen especially now if it if it was going to happen it would have happened already amazon would pay their share starbucks would pay their share all these other people would pay their share and it somehow it people either don't want to or can't make it happen or a bit of both Jeff Bezos makes $215 million a day. A day. There you go. A day. day. He but makes him personally, personally, not the company. No, no, no. That's how much he earns a day. He makes $1.5 billion a week. So he's bringing in about $6.5 billion a month, and his annual income is 78.5 on the B side of the game. So... If you're making $2,500 a second, that's insane. Who's making $9 million an hour? But, who, but, but what, how much do you think he pays, like, whatever the equivalent should be in tax for that? No. And we got five minutes left. Um, no. And, and Warren Buffett is the genius at this. So he owns Berkshire Hathaway and... Black Lives Matter. and Coca Cola. That's Jeff Soros. And yeah, he owns everything. He, he has his hands in a whole lot of stuff, right? So, what he does, it's, it's very detailed. So I, don't, I don't, and there's a lot of nuance to it, but he doesn't make a salary. He doesn't pay himself. So, that's why he doesn't pay any taxes personally. So, mm. what, what he does is he, <laughs> the banks know here's, here's, um, here's Warren Buffett or Jeff Bezos or whoever the, the rich guy is. He wants $250,000 today because he wants to invest in this. So the bank know that they're, they're going to get something from that. So they'll give them the money. They'll just give it to them because they know yeah. they're going to get money back from it. And, and then I'm the banker, the bank president or whatever, and I'm going to get paid on that. Yeah. And that's just how it functions. Bezos, he pays his secretary, makes more money than he does. Right. She pays oh, yeah, more. Yeah, technically, she, yes. Yeah. yeah. She pays more in taxes than he claims he earns, which is bullshit. Same thing with Apple. They're over here. They got, they got, you know, Cork over in Ireland where they got all their home stuff. And then they got, that's where they just got off of how much was it that they were supposed to be paying? And they didn't pay, end up paying nothing. They maybe had a fine, but they were hiding their, they're not paying their taxes. They don't pay it because it's set up that way by their homeboys so that they don't have to pay it they're all in kahooty hoots it's their it's their company hopefully we get to see this all topple in our lifetime which would be brilliant because all empires fall but we need to go like mad max style that's what we need <laughs> gotta get everybody it's together take, it's basically what it would take at this point like there is there's no there's no other way of 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 knocking down the building unless you pretty much have everybody else apart from them outside. And even then, it's still going to take a fight. They're not going down. They're no, not going they're down not. without a fight. They're not. They're just, just imagine what's, what it's going to look like in, what are we, in, in September, in four months when um, Donald Trump has to leave office because Joe Biden gets elected. You're trying to tell me that that clown is not going to raise so much hell 
that he's like, I'm not, le- I'm not leaving. Mm-mm. Oh, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna burn the country down before he leaves. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not leaving. That's, and that's what it'll be. Jan- whatever the day is, January like fifteenth or sixteenth, whenever he's supposed to get out, he will literally just be sat somewhere and just be like, yep, no, okay, I'm not. Okay, I should leave. Come, come get me. Yeah, who's gonna, who's gonna grab me? And who, his who, who, wants, who wants to do it? His people will be there. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. I was watching a podcast called Valuetainment with uh, Patrick Bet David, and he had this guy on there who has predicted every president. The last nine presidents, he's predicted the winner, and he's predicted Joe Biden to win. So he's got this keys that that calculate a matrix or something, and he mm-hmm. says Joe Biden. That's who he's picking, and. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's going to be crazy, but there's a lot happening and the world is a messy place. We've been warned. So that's what's up. <laughs> We're out of here. We're out of time. We've got less than a minute left. So I want to thank my, uh, my people over in the South part of the country. Go take a nap. She's yawning. She's stretching. Um, two, one, three. Glad you got your dinner time. On. Go have some dinner and uh, maybe I'll see you on the internet side of the game soon. And we'll catch you guys next week. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe if you're listening. We appreciate it. And rate, rate, rate the show. Both of you guys go to Apple right now. I'll send you guys a link. Rate the podcast. There's a link below, you guys. Direct to Apple Podcast. Rate the show. Keeps us ranked. Keeps us in your ears. We're out of here. Peace.